Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hey! Thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, and myself, LeVar Arrington. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. My chocolate star. Juicy. Yeah. I've had a few, but mm. not that many. As you're the only love that gives me good and plenty juicy Juicy fruit. Come on, Q. Come on, Jonas. Come on, Sam. Come on, Lee. I'm waiting. Juicy. This hip's going, Jonas. Come on. I mean, I was waiting for. Uh, juicy fruit. Uh. Uh. For Randall Patrick uh, McMurphy. Juicy. That's who I want to do that. Juicy fruit. Come on, give me the uh, Jonas. Uh. Ah. Uh. Come on, give me the mean it. Where's Randall uh. Patrick McMurphy? Uh, there he is. Uh. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. It is two yeah. pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington. Brady Quinn. Jonas Knox with you. Ah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Something like that hurt. It did. Uh, That's that sock on the door handle. Uh. <laughs> is that what that is? That's that comeback in two minutes. <laughs> Quiet on the set. Um, it is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. It's LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you. So we are going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific. And we do so live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So the national championship is set. And uh, there's a lot of people that probably aren't happy that the Michigan Wolverines are in the national championship because a lot of people. I don't see why not. Well, I they, mean, I don't see why they wouldn't be. You know, the whole sign stealing thing. You know, it was uh, that was that was the reason they were having success. It was. Nothing I know more we're going to get that. into that conversation. I know that's the largest 
part of, of what we're going to do, and, and I want to do that. But can I just say this just super quickly? I was thinking to myself, if Michigan were to win the national championship, does Jim Harbaugh self-proclaiming that Michigan is America's team, does that become a more historical saying than even Tim Tebow's we won't lose again, we're going to play the hardest, and, and you know the rest. Like they put the they put the speech onto the stadium, and you can see Tim Tebow's words in the stadium. Does does Michigan I don't even view a Tim Tebow's words behemoth? as like legendary. I mean, they were, but like standing out at all time. I mean, Harbaugh I mean, guaranteed victory over Ohio State. Like, I, I remember in that rivalry, that's like one of the storied ones where he, he did that back then. Um, do you think this goes down in history as, like, one of the most legend? Like, that's some, like, like some Bo Schembechler or, or you know. Well, I mean, Jimmy Johnson. Paul Bear Bryant type. Well, yeah, it's definitely Jimmy Johnson's saying, but I'm just saying. Does that put Jim Harbaugh into the legendary coaches of all time category based upon that that saying? Because it might stick. If they win it, that might stick. Yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of quotes that stick. Well, that, I mean, that, that'll be fair. one of them, right? Like, that's a – I mean, look, this will be one of the most storied seasons that you can guarantee there will be a documentary on. Yeah. Like, for people out there who are NFL fans, not college football fans – and haven't followed it. I even think they have have heard or gotten wind of it between the three game suspension early in the season, the three games at the end of the season by the by the conference, the pending suspension that may take place still next year by the NCAA because of the three game suspension early in the season was self imposed. That wasn't anything the NCAA actually did. So I, you know, all the drama and everything else. If it does lead still to a national championship. 44, I believe, players um, who, who wanted to come back and be a part of this. Yeah, I mean, I think all the storylines, everything else that went along with it. I mean, winning games where I don't think they threw a pass the second half versus Penn State. Like, you could go through, like, each week there's been some sort of different type of drama. Like, I just remember being a part of that game that week in Penn State, not knowing whether or not he'd be suspended. And if they would get an injunction filed in time, and if he'd be like walking out on the field, oh, and, just tremendous TV all the way. It through. really was. It was like Harbaugh watch, <laughs> you know. So like, fun, where's man. he at now? He's in his hotel room, kicked up, you know, watching the game. It's just the whole drama to the season um, has been that of which I, I think that's what creates the, the America's team or whatever. That's probably the name of the documentary, you know. If you're being honest, but they still got to win the game team. first. When they became America's team, yeah, I don't know. It's, I think it's it's. The, I mean, it couldn't have played out any better for college football to have Michigan in the the scenario that they're in right now. My, my question is: Are they the hero or are they the villain? <sighs> could go either way. Depends. It could go like, either way. Depends on how how do you look at the story of college football this year? Because. I think there's a lot of people who look at them as a villain. I know Ohio State fans feel that way. But a lot of other people, because of the whole sign-stealing allegations, that look at them that way. I don't think Michigan fans look at themselves that way. You know, I think they feel like they're the ones that have been you know, victimized by, by everything else that's around them. Did you see the interview with his parents, Jim Harbaugh's awesome. parents, post-game? Like, how, how could you not? 
love that. If you and you could say whatever you want America's about him. Team, yeah. And by the way, he looks so much like his dad. And the older he gets, it's it's basically a, uh, the, an identical version of Jim Harbaugh. And you just see like his personality come out, and to see the way that they've embraced the whole thing, and and Jim Harbaugh has just embraced it and just used it as fuel and motivation. I think it's awesome. Hey, like, I think everything about mind, him I love. Keep in mind, brother is on the trajectory to go get him a Super Bowl, another one as well. So imagine if if I'm mom and dad, and it's one thing to be the Kelsey's mom, right? Like, oh, my kids, they're playing in the Super Bowl against one another. Wow. Like, best of both worlds. Like, AFC and NFC, I got a great on, on my, you know, on my roster. But imagine being the parent to the coaches of one that's heading to a Super Bowl and may possibly win a Super Bowl and a son that may win a a possible national championship at one of the most legendary programs ever in the history of of sport and college college football. I mean, you got to be beaming with with some some real pride there, you know, knowing that that's what you raised. I raised these kids and these are the leaders that they've become. That's got to it's got to be a great feeling, man. Super great feeling. Shouts out to the Harbaugh family. Yeah. Shouts out to them, man. Um, now, the subject of the sign stealing. Okay, you know, yeah, which, let's which get is, to it. Well, it's still there, and, you know, there's some people out there. Some people have speculated, Does if they win the national championship, does the NCAA step in and, and take it away from them? Does it, there's just been that sort of stuff thrown out there. And J.J. McCarthy, he was asked about the sign stealing and just sort of what it what impact and advantage it has had for Michigan throughout this whole process and not only did he defend the program but he simply pointed out you know it's not like we started this whole thing I'd say a good number 80% of teams in college football steal signs and you know it's just a thing about football you know it's been around for years we we actually had to adapt because in uh, 2020 or 2019 like when Ohio State was stealing our signs which is legal and they were doing it the legal way we had to you know get up to the level that they were at and we had to you know make it an even playing field we do work our butts off we do watch so much film you know there's a lot more that goes into play and you know a lot of stuff that gets masked a lot of work that gets masked just because of the outside perception of what sign stealing is all about (laughs) so so i'm sure that'll land well with uh with ohio state fans i'm sure they'll be happy uh to hear that i mean well again i mean does he really care how it lands with ohio state fans probably not um it's what we've said from the onset of all this and and other programs schools people can try to act all high and mighty um, this stuff goes on everywhere and, and people are like, well, yeah, but it's allowed in game. And it's, it's like, okay, well, that's not what I'm talking about. The whole portion of it that's not allowed as far as advanced scouting and all God, teams send different people to spring games all the time. They send them to games in advance all the time. And is it that hard to think that they won't be able to film some stuff with their phone? And, and, and you know, it's just, it happens all the time. It's the world we live in now. If, if anything, I think the rule should be changed only because what's been demonstrated more than anything else is the lack of impact it's had. Connor Stallions hasn't been a part of the program, and yet their two biggest games is a regular season against Penn State and Ohio State. They won. Big Ten Championship, won. Semifinal game, won. Like, it's a good football team. 
Like it, it, it's almost like they, the people need excuses as to why they've been so dominant when we've watched them for the past three years now. And it's not just sign stealing. Like I, like I would actually, again, question really how valuable that information is only because, I mean, and there's some coaches who, oh, they believe in it big time because of how they signal in their place. There's so many ways around it of getting around that. And there's so many teams that have, have known this about Michigan forever that adapted to it and were able to beat them. TCU last year in the semifinal. So I, it's just everyone has been doing it. It's just interesting they want to point and blame Michigan because uh, they get caught because of a guy like Connor Stallions. But the reality is this has been going on for a long time in college football in a very big way. I ultimately think when it comes down to it, the biggest advantage or disadvantage a team has is their ability to be able to take the top talented players in high school or in the transfer portal away with huge sums of money in a collective and how they go about handling that in NIL. That's a much greater advantage to stacking your roster than being able to you know, steal signs throughout the course of a game. Because you can know what play is coming, but it doesn't matter if you don't have the, the horses to be able to stop it. Hey, man, stop Marvin Harrison Jr. And you know he's running a, a, a stick or a, a double route. Like, good yeah, luck. Good luck. Good luck, because if them sign stillings meant that, then we see a whole lot more All-Americans out here. I'll tell you that. So, to me, I, I'm with you on that. Like, Rydell to Rydell, that's old school way of looking at it. Like, you went, you went against the guy that's in front of you, and you don't have to worry about it. And I watched that Michigan game. You were there, Q. I watched this team in person. It's their physical will that they impose on people that ultimately has been the reason why they've been able to win games. And I don't know that having to read signs and knowing what a team is going to do is going to dictate you getting your ass whooped by the the defensive front or getting pushed around like the offensive front and having running backs that match that physicality that are built low to the ground and are going to run up your chest when they get into the gaps and get into the holes and are are fast enough and quick enough to break them and make make very very decisive in and big runs in games i mean it's the, somewhat somewhat simple the way they approach things. Go ahead, John. When, no, I was going to say, when's the last time you guys can recall Alabama getting out physical at the line of scrimmage by a non-SEC team, other than what we saw the other night? Because it was pretty evident early on who was more physical and dominant at that at that point of attack, and it was Michigan. And yeah, the third quarter got away from them a little bit, and you know, the early fourth quarter, but still, at the end of that game, it was. The O line getting Came blown down up. to them pushing them around. I, I don't. I that was my big and and we were talking about this on Tuesday, Lavar. Like I was texting, going, man, they're just better. Like they just look more physically dominant. And I don't know the last time I can recall an Alabama team who's really hung their hat on that being out physicaled by anybody not in the SEC. I don't know what the last time that happened. And there's that, there's that's not sign stealing. That's just physical dominance. That is like. not. That is not a. I know your play, so we're going to be more physical than you. Like that's not that's not how it works. I don't feel more comfortable going against this dude in front of me because somebody gave me a, a tendency of of what what's going to happen because of seeing a sign. Like that's not that's not how it works. Like there's some intricate details that could play a part in how you prepare and how you plan, maybe what coverage you call, what personnel you have in there. 
and and that could play a part. But when you're talking about the pure physicality of a game, I ain't never seen a steroid or a sign or a coach win those matches, win those win those battles in particular. It's the person. It's the people who are doing it. So shots out to Michigan for dispelling that because even if you want to put it on sign stealing, you can't look at the film and say, yep, that's because of sign stealing. It just it doesn't equate. What if you did use a steroid and stole signs? Like what if you were on the gas and knew what play was coming? How much of an advantage? I could see if they're running past everybody. Right. Or they're running past plays where you can clearly see that they know what the coverages are or they're running defenses where, okay, they brought a safety down or brought a cornerback on the blitz because they, you know, from the signs that they saw, they they called up, dialed up a defense that that actually went with what what the play call was in in perfect relationship. But that's not what we were seeing. You were seeing a highly competitive team play another highly competitive team that had just beat the best team in America to be there to play them. Like, and Coach Saban and his coaching staff, they're not, to me, that's not the type of team that's going to fall victim to a team that stole signs. They're going to outcoach that. They're going to outprepare that. So whatever it is that you saw, you saw a team that was was prepared to go out there and play a game, and they had to play it for four quarters to be able to win it. And I think that that's what the narrative has to be coming out of that that Alabama game. Well, and just to go back to the initial point, off the sound of, of J.J. McCarthy talking about sign stealing and how it's part of it, you know, players have felt that way for, for a long time. And, and he's, you know, in this particular case, he's – highlighting Ohio State, and, and obviously that's going to create headlines because it's a huge rival. It's the biggest game in the course of the regular season each year. Um, but, but it kind of unveils the truth that this goes on in a lot of different places. It's a part of the preparation. And everyone's going to challenge, well, how did they go about doing it? and Did they do it the legal way? And that can you know be put up to question. But what we need to get to is the point of, we had the opportunity this postseason, in bowl season, to have coaches use tablets on the sidelines. And, and in some cases in the bowl game, the coaches had to both agree that they wanted to use the technology. So take, for example, the Peach Bowl. Lane Kiffin did not want to use the tablet. So what did James Friend? They couldn't use it. They couldn't use the technology they had. What I find interesting is Why? Why not use technology that's at our disposal, whether it's coach the quarterback or the tablets on the sidelines? They do it at the high school level. Think about that. At a lower level, they're doing that. Yet they won't do it at college and they do it at the NFL. It is bizarre to me that college football has wanted to stay away from all of this stuff in regards to advancing the game and technology. So the coach, the quarterback, both offensively and defensively, you could easily make that transition. You know, the tablets on the sidelines easily can make that transition. And, and they're hesitant to do so. So I, I don't know why, but that's where we're at right now. And I think it's a, it's a bad thing or one of the things that, you know, isn't high on the list of things that need to change in college football. But it's, it's one of the things that would completely eliminate a lot of the sign-stealing stuff that's going on right now. 
It's two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you. Coming up next here from the TireRack.com studios, one coach in the NFL is being brutally honest about not only a problem in the league, but also what his future looks like in the league. We'll get into that for you next here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This league uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
Two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. Wasn't this on the soundtrack to that bad football movie? Yeah, Was it Varsity, Varsity Blues? Blues? Yeah, Varsity yeah. Blues. I don't want your life. I don't want to watch that movie ever again. That movie stunk. Why do you say that? Bad movie. You Why is it a bad movie? Because I need any given Sunday. That's basically That's blasphemous, man. I think it's because you played high school football and it <laughs> was anything well. but that movie for you. And that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Is you played wide receiver and you weren't tweeter. And, no, and I, yeah, and I wasn't good. And I never hardly yeah, you, played. Yeah, you did beat Beadville. Like, yeah. But I'll tell you what, those pregame warm-ups, nobody worked up a sweat like I did. Because I realized that's the only time I was going to get on that field. I made the most of it. But you're I need all calves and arms. You, you try to make your calves look good and your arms look good while you're yeah. out to run around in uniform. By the way, still working on that. Uh, yeah. It's not not going well. This is it, was time right here. it was funny to have teammates that uh, the only thing that was interesting to them about playing on the team was to be able to have a Letterman jacket and to be able to wear a jersey on Fridays. Like <laughs> that was like we had dudes that literally that was the only reason why they they had no intentions of wanting to play in the game. Like didn't want any parts of that. But they went through the week of practice just so that they could get that Letterman jacket and have that that jersey to wear on Friday. So yeah, I never got the Letterman jacket; too expensive. Hmm. Yeah, just uh, I thought it was a byproduct of actually having to play. To play, yeah, Jeez. you get a jacket to put your letter. I'm just saying, in your you, you can't just on, get one. You know? I mean, you can, right. but you, yeah. Well, I don't know. We could. There's some things you just can't there. buy. You know, so in California, like, that's how it works. You yeah. just you're on the team. You get yeah. you get a jacket. Like in yeah. fact, um, if you bought it early in advance, uh, you got a an autographed N95 to go along with it for uh, <laughs> a nice little mask. Huh? So change the subject here. Huh? Uh, just I'm just letting you know that's how that's how it worked out here back in the day. I don't know how it is now. That was a long time ago. Very interesting. Just saying. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I wish I could have saw Jonas practice. Terrible. I wish, you know what I thought would, would I think would be pretty interesting seeing Jonas's preparation to go to practice because sometimes that's some of the funniest stuff, especially in high school. How you interact and get yourself ready for practice in high school, yeah, but not even the practice itself. Okay, but how are practices nowadays in high school? Because you know we talk about the practices in the NFL and how it's different nowadays. Like, how is it nowadays in high school? Like, is are they? I mean, are they strapping it up and? You know, going Rydell on Rydell every day of the week, Labar. Are they just yeah, I mean, doing? They still strap up. Hell yeah! Like three days, three days a week. That's what I'm talking about. Jonas, Tuesday, did you ever even strap? Like you don't strike me as the type that was a banger. What are you talking? I just didn't wear Rydell. <laughs> Would you wear a bike? I, know, I think yeah, yeah. I think it was one of those. Did you have a big thick plastic face mask, or did you have like a cool thin one? It was the uh, cool thin one. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Did you have a neck roll? No, I wish. We don't need to bring Jonas in. I wish, man. Oh. Like we didn't. There wasn't a lot of money in our program back then. What number did you wear? Uh, well, <laughs> you took too long to answer. Well, because there was a different number at home and a different number on the road because we didn't have matching home. You numbers. told me that. What, yeah. what was the number at home? Uh, sophomore year it was eighty three at nice. home and Good it, number. I think it was 30 on the road. Whoa, Oof. that's a vast Oof. We didn't have a lot telling you, man. That's there was a combination. Slim pickings. But then yeah. uh, my senior year I was 9. So I got Nice. Yeah. Good you know, I was number 9 in high school. By the way, you know that that's why Brady wore 9 with the Broncos because I wore it as a senior. So at one school. point we all wore 9. 
See, yeah. that's What's actually not true. That's not I wore bad. nine because Jabbar Gaffney, when I got traded there, wore 10. He was an older veteran, and he wasn't going to get rid of it. And so I was like, all right, Jabbar Gaffney. have to deal with this. Nine's close to 10. Makes some sense there. Someone was already 11. Um, <laughs> and then when Jabbar didn't come back the next year, and I tried to switch to 10, they had said that this is coming from, at the time, Reebok, who I believe had our jerseys or was making jerseys, that I had to buy up the inventory of nine jerseys, Denver Bronco nine jerseys, in order to switch numbers, which I thought was baffling because in my head I'm thinking, wait a second. I, I you know if, if no one asked them to make an inventory of jerseys, and if there's an inventory of jerseys that they kept that didn't sell, why is that on me? Yeah, why is that your problem? This, this why is that my issue? Like that's on Reebok, whoever made those, looking to sell them. And so I looked into the cost of purchasing these jerseys and then donating them to a company. It was a nonprofit over in Africa because this is like where a lot of, you know, items go that like T-shirts that were made for the national championship. Like there will be Michigan and Washington T-shirts made. At least this is how it used to be back in the day. Now they can they can screen print them and all that stuff faster. But they used to make both. And then depending on who won. The ones, the ones, the ones that didn't win, they would donate them to another place where they need clothing, and so like you would ship those jerseys over to someplace else where they would need clothing. And so I like looked into this whole thing, and I was like, this is way too much of a headache just to change to a number that I I do love, but it was going to cost me like thirty or forty thousand dollars. And I'm like, there's no way there's any truth to this. Like, I thought it was the biggest scam and scheme they had ever created in regards to players switching numbers just to buy up an inventory of jerseys. So it it's had the nothing, dumbest thing ever. So it had nothing to do with me wearing a high school. I had that totally wrong. All these years, mm-hmm. I thought I thought the opposite. Yeah, I actually had zero to do with it. Okay. I didn't even know who you were and that you existed at that point in time. Know, that, that's fair. Yeah. By the way, LeVar, why were you laughing when he said Jabbar Gaffney? What's so funny about that to you? <laughs> why do you it. think it was funny? I don't know. There was like... <laughs> <laughs> He's like a legend yeah, you know, is in he? some circles. Is he yeah. really? Yeah, some people said he was fast for a reason, you know, <laughs> run run routes because he could pivot and go in different directions. I'll say this, dude. I never Batter saw up. Jabbar uh, drop a ball. <laughs> that dude always never dropped the ball. Talented guy. <laughs> I said, what's so funny? I don't get it, LeVar. What are you getting at? Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember the the when he played for the Washington, you know, at the time, you know, that team, um, now known as the Commanders, uh, there was just a lot of, you know, conversations amongst different. Um, well, I'm gonna leave it alone. Yes. Yeah. Just, just look up Jabbar Gaffney. <laughs> he rode a dragon into practice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to sit here and think about how to do it, and I can't even figure out a way to even know, say it without it, sounding like suspect as hell. So it, I'm just it's, it alone. Uh, it, it's fine. Uh, by the way, we do have uh, coming up <laughs> in about 12 minutes from now, we've got another edition of Would You Rather here on the show. Uh, speaking of Washington, speaking of the commandos. Okay. Um, yeah. Speaking of commandos, yes. there you go. There's a way of putting it. All right, there you go. Ron Rivera had some pretty telling co- comments yesterday and talking to the media. 
media. So he's been talking this week. There's been a lot of speculation about what his future is looking like there, what they're going to do at quarterback. Albert Breer hit on this that, look, it feels like they're going to go new head coach, new quarterback in the future. And so Ron Rivera sure sounded like a guy who felt the same. And uh, he also talked about just the difficulties in finding a franchise quarterback. You know, honestly, that, that's that's probably the, been the biggest crux of it all is trying to find that guy. I mean, that's the hardest thing for anybody. It doesn't matter whether you're here uh, or if you're one of the other places that are looking for that guy. I mean, you, you know, you're fortunate if you get a head coaching job where there's a guy, you better relish that and you better succeed. I'll tell you that right now. Um, you know, and, and I've said this before, if, if you know, a guy like Alex Smith, if he never gets hurt, I never come here because I, I think Jay and what they were doing would have continued. I mean, you get a guy like that, man, you you run with it. I promise you that. Um, it would have been cool to have a guy like that. It really would have. So that's. Uh... Can I ask you guys a question? <laughs> they had an ample amount of time and opportunity to go after Lamar Jackson during all of that whole, you know, conversation of will someone take a, you know, take a leap of faith and snatch Lamar Jackson up with, you know, hitting that franchise tag. And they didn't do it. Like, does that, how, you know, how you guys interpret that? Because to me, that's the first thing I go to is like, like that's the crux of it all. And, and that's, that's what you're looking for. And that's what you need. But if you were going to go after a franchise quarterback that you felt was as safe a pick, which now seems even more safer after watching what he's been able to do this year, why wouldn't they have just tried to aggressively? I mean, they haven't not done that in the past. Why not aggressively go after Lamar Jackson? Did it have anything I mean, to do with the I, transition of owners? I mean, did it? I don't um, know. You'd think that a new owner would almost motivate them to do that more. I, I'm a bit shocked, too. I mean, like you could put Washington in that category, um, Atlanta in that category. I think every team that we looked at saying – they have a quarterback issue going into the season. We pretty much looked at coming out of the season, they have a quarterback issue now still. So that's the hard part is, you know, looking at both Atlanta and Washington, two of the teams that I thought made a lot of sense to put in at least a bid or an offer for Lamar. You know, now and by the way, who's who's the MVP? <laughs> um it's it's a bit just it's just a bit surprising that they didn't want to address it. So for whatever reasons they didn't, no idea what to read into that. But I think to Ron Rivera's point about having that guy, I mean, look, I think there's a, multi, there's, there's a couple of ways of looking at it. There are your rare talents, you know, your Patrick Mahomes, your Lamar Jacksons, your Josh Allens, you know, Joe Burrows, et cetera. And then there's a lot of other guys you can win football games with. I mean, Baker Mayfield's have a, had a resurgence at Tampa. He didn't play great last week, but, you know, the games prior to that put him in a position basically to beat the Panthers, and they're in. And, and there's something to be said about what, he, what he's done this year, you know, on that kind of one-year prove-a-deal. And there's other quarterbacks that fall into that category. So I just – I think as a coach, if that's what you're focusing on or that's what you're waiting on, you're focused on the wrong things. Like that, that's how I look at it. You know, you can only control the cards you've been dealt. And, yeah, if you've got that guy, great, so be it. Like, go out there and you better build that team around him. 
in a way that allows them to be successful. It allows you to have sustained success. But if you don't have a guy who's, you know, one of the all-time greats, and that's really what you're pointing to or talking about, then go find a way of winning football games with a team that still complements what that guy could do at that position. Because that guy's not out there on defense. That guy's not out there on special teams. And he's not the one that really matters that much when you're talking about running the football. So there's still plenty of other ways in which you can impact, you know, your wins and losses as a coach. Even if you have a guy that's not, you know, as dynamic of a passer. And, and I think you've got examples, you know, of that to a degree um, throughout the NFL. I mean, right now, the Colts, if they win this week, they're in. They've been playing with Gardner Minshew as a backup the entire year. Do you think Shane Steichen's complaining about the quarterback situation right now? Hmm. I, I, don't, I don't hear him talking about that. So I, I just, I think it's, it's great conversation for fodder, but it's always disappointing to hear, you know, a head coach kind of talk about, well, but you know, if the points of it, you've got to find that guy. Okay. But you can also do things to help make a guy, that guy. I mean, look at Jordan love for the Packers. He's had to wait three years. And he's followed behind Brett Favre and, and, and Aaron Rodgers in a list of really, really, you know, future first bow Hall of Fame guys. Now he gets a shot and opportunity. You don't th- you think he was the same player he was when he first got there? They took him in. They developed him. They, they put a lot of young pieces like Romeo Dobbs and Watson, who still has been banged up, and all these the pieces around him. And they've allowed him to grow and adjust to, 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 to see what he's capable of at this point in time. And they stuck with him this season. It didn't panic after the first half wasn't quite as good as what we've seen now in the second half of the season. So I, I just I think it's, again, it goes back to, like, a head coach focusing on the right things. And, you know, yeah, it'd be great to have – everyone would love to have Lamar Jackson at quarterback, but there's only one Lamar Jackson. So focus on other things and make your team have a chance to win. It's too dang, you had a chance. Yeah. Um, I, golly, now you got to live with the fact that he's right down the beltway and you could have did it. Like, you could have jumped out there and you could – like, that would have been the one time you'd say, like, that's crazy. Like, this is crazy that they're going to go after him and do it at the amount of money that it's going to cost. But, golly, do it. <laughs> they should have did it. But, hey, not that gross. It's uh, two pros and a cup of joe here on Fox Sports Radio. And coming up next here, it is another edition of Would You Rather right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O O O O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you. Coming up top of next hour, a little over 10 minutes from now, from the TireRack.com studios, uh, somebody has made their decision on what is going to happen at head coach next year for their franchise. We'll uh, hear from them coming up here a little over 10 minutes from now. Uh, By the way, before we get to another edition of Would You Rather, a reminder, shortly after our show, our podcast will be going up. So if you missed any of today's show, including earlier this hour, we talked about a ripoff in the NFL to NFL players. Make sure you search Two Pros wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to also follow, rate, and review the podcast again. Search Two Pros wherever you get your podcast. You'll see today's show posted right after we get off the air. Let's make history. And now... Would you rather... Would you rather your random topics, sports or otherwise? Now, lead to lap. Normally in this spot, we do over-unders, but obviously there's no Thursday night game coming up later on. Uh, so for anybody wondering why we're doing Would You Rather now, that is why. Just for S and giggles, though, how did uh, the over-unders finish up as far as the standings on the year? How man, did we do? It, man, it was a close season all the way through. Uh, jumbled up a few times, a few lead changes all the way through again um and then obviously it came down to last week week 17 between the jets and browns um everybody had taken the under on the 34 and a half of course uh browns handled that Whoops. on their own uh game ended 37 to 20 nobody got that one passing touchdowns for joe flacco jonas and lavar took the over on that he threw three of, Bang. he hit the over of the one and a half interceptions for trevor simeon jonas you were the only one who took the uh over on that one he did throw one in the game Bang. Bang. I thought I took the over on that. Did I not? Uh, no, I have you guys under. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I thought I took the over on that, too. Negative. Oh, we all did. By the way, why are we doing this another week? There is no Thursday Night Football this week. Yeah, but can we do an over-unders for the, this upcoming weekend? Yeah, probably could. I mean, 
I believe that doing, is possible, right? I mean, we're that doing, is possible. We're doing the picks uh, tomorrow against the spread. We got picks. Yeah, no, no. I I can fully understand what you're what you're saying. Here. I'm just saying we could do over unders. Yeah, as well. I mean, yeah. at present moment, though, like what are the standings? The, the problem is, is Jonas wants to try to end because he thinks he's you know he's ahead. What do you mean? He doesn't want this to go another week where he I, might lose. I have no idea what's happening. I don't even know yeah, what the yeah. score is. Well, well the final the standings are within a uh, a week's reach, uh, and yeah. it did come down to. Jonas finishing just over 500 with a four with a four game lead on Lavar who is at exactly 500 and Brady just under that. So uh, yes, Jonas did win this year oh. of. Uh, well, I thought we had one more week. I, mean, I, I thought we had. We're going to stop it short with one week to play. I mean, I mean it is just the Thursday night football. It's a stack deck. It, you. I'm just, just saying. Let it ride. Stack deck. <laughs> what, right. what, Lee and Jonas. I, like, I was just hoping deck. you got one more chance to beat Jonas, and it would no. be a shame if he gave it all up in that final week. We could do a national championship over under. I don't really. I don't really care to participate in a game. That involves Lee and Jonas, and well, Lee being the one that keeps count. That and is Jonas true. Being there, there, it's uh, it's always gone. a little fugazi when, uh, just, when Lee yeah, gets involved. I am very objective. Damn. Yeah, That's well, not true. It's not that you're objective, Lee. Like, there's some degree of that. It's more that the accounting doesn't always add up. Oh, and we have had issues before <laughs> on air where you've said, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Those were all yeah. corrected. Well, I, I have no, a full know. list here for you. Lee, I think you do. Lee, I think you do a great job. Thank you, Jonas. Gets it. And good. And congrats on the win, Jonas. Congrats congrats on the win. They'll go drink about it later. I think you do. I think you do a great job, Lee. Yeah, go sit on that later, Jonas. (laughs) Yeah, I don't really care about that. Big fan. Uh, All right, Lee. Lee Lee maintains (laughs) his job for another week. Well, since we did play the imaging for uh, Would You Rather, I guess I'll give you guys a few Would You Rather's here. Guys, would you rather spend the rest of your life trapped inside or outside? Outside. Yeah. Inside, preferably in a coffin. Jeez, we all know that. At least for for the evening time, or I mean the daytime, you come out of that coffin at night. The sun and I don't really work well together. Mm -hmm. So stay outside or inside. All right, what else we got, Lee? Well, what did Var pick? What'd you get? What you got? I said outside. Oh, okay. All right, guys. Pick your duo for uh, the national championship JJ McCarthy and Blake Corum, or Michael Penix Jr. and uh, Roma Dunze. Ooh, I'm taking man. Washington. I'll, who'd you say? I'm taking Penix and Amazon. Do you say? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm gonna take. I'll take McCarthy and Corm. I don't know what that means taking those two, but Will Johnson's an unbelievable cornerback for Michigan. I can't wait to watch those number two. two? Yeah, yeah. He's a beast. He's a stud. Yeah, that's gonna be a fun game, man. That's gonna be yeah. a fun game. Better than the Iowa Tennessee Bowl game. That's oh, jeez! Give me back my son! Oh, 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 O'Reilly! Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, oh, O'Reilly Auto Parts 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.